0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you hear the voice of God in your life? Do you hear the voice of God? I'm not talking about voices, like you're actually hearing things or visions, nothing extraordinary, but, but do you just have a sense that God is guiding you day by day? moment by moment, he's, he's really leading you, that he has a plan for your life, that your life is going somewhere. It has some noble purpose. And day by day, moment by moment, he's, he's prompting you. He's giving you many opportunities to love him, to follow him more closely. He's giving you many opportunities where he's inviting you to take that next step in your walk with him, Do you hear the voice of God in your life? Do you listen for that voice? Do you seek that voice? Do you seek him speaking to you? Do you seek his hand guiding you, pointing the way for you? Or do you sometimes ever feel like your spiritual life is just an interior monologue. <laughs> you know, you're just talking to yourself. You know, you just have these thoughts in your head. Oh, I really like this. I really want this to happen. Or, who I don't like that. I'm really troubled by this. And I wonder how this is going to work out. And I'm worried about this. And uh, how can I get this to happen? How can I avoid this thing? And, and it's this conversation just going on in your head. You're not really talking to God. I mean, maybe every once in a while you turn to God and and you seek Him to help you with your problem. You say, God, help me with this, or help me solve this, help me get this, you know, help me to avoid this. (laughs) We want God's help, but it's more like we're seeking him to help us achieve our plans (laughs) and our dreams (laughs) and our goals. (laughs) But we're not really seeking his voice. We're not really quietly listening for his spirit to guide us. What do you want for me, God? How do you want me to serve you and my spouse? How do you want me to follow you more closely? What's the next step you're inviting me to take to grow in union with you? Am I really seeking the voice of God? You know, this last Sunday, uh, the scripture readings really reminded me of this important theme. It was Good Shepherd Sunday. And in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says this beautiful line. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd who knows you, knows you so powerfully, knows everything about you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Today, I want to talk about how we can hear that voice of the Good Shepherd, that wonderful Shepherd, Jesus Christ. How can I allow him to really guide me, that my life may really be led by him? How do I cultivate my my interior life so that I can really hear his voice and follow him? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and uh, it's been so fun this last week doing a number of virtual events uh, again here. So I want to give a shout out to St. Joan of Arc Parish in San Ramon, California, St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Somerville, Tennessee. It was great being with the students at Texas Tech University there in Lubbock, Texas uh, last week, and then a delightful time with this amazing apostolate, this great uh, organization in the Philippines. I've gotten to know a little bit. Couples for Christ in the Manila, Philippines. They're based there in Manila, but they have uh, members all around the world. And it was great being with them. Uh, last week as well. If you're interested in, in learning more about the virtual events that I do, where I can come present to your men's group, your women's group, uh, virtually, especially in this time of COVID, if you're looking for something to enrich your faith life, reach out to me. You can go to my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. And you can learn more about how I can visit your group or your parish virtually. But let's turn back to this theme of following our Good Shepherd. In John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How can I hear that voice of Jesus in my life more? Sometimes I feel like I just am faithful. I believe in God. I say the right things, and I do the right things, but I don't always sense him really guiding me. I don't really hear his voice. I don't sense him inviting me, calling me. I don't sense His will in my life sometimes. How do I cultivate in my soul the that the, a soul that really hears the voice of Jesus? Well, the first thing I'd say is we need to build some quiet space in our hearts. I, I think that's one of the biggest things. I, I can look back in my life, and this is you know in my young adult years, long before the iPhone and long before YouTube and Netflix and Amazon. I remember in those young adult years, I played in a band. I was really into music. I just had music going on all the time. I had music going on in my car, at home when I'm making dinner. I had music in the office, quietly in the background while I'm doing work. I mean, it was just like music all the time in my head. But I remember as I was growing in my spiritual life, um, and my faith really starting to take off, and I remember really wanting to follow Jesus, I kind of had this sense, I don't know if I heard some talks about this or maybe read it in the the lives of the saints. I'm not sure where it came from, but I I remember as I was starting my, my big corporate career that I I started to, after my first year, starting to have that sense of wanting to have more quiet and starting to want to withdraw from that. And that was really strange because I was playing music all the time. I was listening to music all the time. I was writing music all the time. I just had just lots of noise in my head all day long in my head, you know, all these, all this music. Well, I can remember my, my company moved me to the the Canadian headquarters and I was there and I I knew I was only going to be there for about a six month term and then i was going to come back to the us so it was a chance to learn about the operations in canada and i thought well i'm not going to be there that long I mean, and maybe it's a good time to kind of use it as like a little retreat i mean i'll spend a lot of time during the daytime hours getting to know people but in the evening i i felt drawn to just go to mass after work and spend a little extra time in prayer and i can remember in that period wanting to withdraw from listening to music which i never had that experience in my life it was strange but i really think it was the good shepherd guiding me he was calling me and I remember just you know started listening to just Christian music a little bit and then even wanting to turn that off a little bit just to have a little bit of quiet in my life and it was so good it was so good for me I remember it by withdrawing a little bit from all that noise how I I would sit in in quiet and solitude and I'll be honest it was uncomfortable at first but I, I sensed the Lord drawing me to this. And those were some of the most beautiful times in prayer I can remember in my young adult years. I know the Lord used those several months in Canada um, while I was alone and, and in solitude and in greater quiet to hear his voice and to listen to him. And I, I made some really big decisions to eventually leave the, you know, I was there. I think the Lord was planting the seeds for me to leave that, that company, leave that original career I had and and go off and study theology. So I'm so thankful. I, I don't know if I would have done all that if I had had all the noise in my head. I might not be doing this podcast right now. I might not be the a theologian and a, an author of, and a teacher of the Catholic faith. I might've just kept on going to my corporate career. But I think God used that time and quiet to really speak to me deeply. And he wants to do the same for you. And so try to pull back a little bit from all the noise, the music, the videos, the shows, all that distracts us on screens, all those notifications that come on our phones, turn them off. You know, uh, the average smartphone user, this is crazy. Do you know how many times a day the average smartphone user checks their phone? Uh, it's on average every six minutes. That's crazy. Every six minutes, people just have this need to go touch their phone, look at something, check something. If you have that, that's a sign you have an addiction, (laughs) you know, and and you won't, you won't hear the voice of God. If you're constantly going to your phone, if every little spare moment you have, you have a moment of quiet in between things, you're waiting in a line, Uh, you're at a traffic light and you have to look at your phone. If you feel that pull, just practice, just, just practice, just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say a Hail Mary, or I'm just going to tell Jesus I love him. Try to build in that quiet, that solitude. You know, I I think of that line from scripture when God says, be still and know that I am God. He wants us to be still so we can know he really is God. We're not in charge when we have all this noise and we're checking things and we we think like we're in charge and we got to keep updated and we got to know what's going on. And, and no, 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 no. Be still and know that God is God. It's not just about pulling back from screens and noise. We also need some interior silence. I don't know if you ever do this, where you go into the chapel and you know, and you 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 don't have your phone on, and you so you're not listening to music and all this stuff. You're, you're you're able to sit quietly with Jesus, but but your 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 heart is not at rest your mind is wandering and you're racing thinking about the next things on your to-do list you're thinking about the kids you have to pick up later that day or, or a meeting you have in the office and you're planning or you're processing things from the day or you're worrying about something. And, and again, you're carrying on this dialogue in your head. You're not really talking to God. I don't know if you, that ever happens to you. I know it happens to me And many times. I feel like I just need a few minutes, sometimes several minutes to just sit in quiet before I transition into prayer because I just need to know what, what God says in Scripture. be still. Edward, be still and know that I am God. So let's cultivate that interior space. Let's 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 pull back from all the noise a little bit, but let's really cultivate that interior silence to be able to sit quietly with God, to just take time to listen to him, instead of trying to solve our problems in our head or plan our day in our head. No, no, just to go to God and say, God, what do you want for my day? God, I've got a million things to do. I'm going to set that aside for a moment. I'm feeling all this pressure. You know, I I got a lot going on right now, but I'm going to just set that aside. Lord, what do you want for me? And listen, Lord, I want you to speak in on my day before I make my big to-do list. I want you to speak in on what you want me to do in the office or what do you want me to do with my family today? Take that time to really listen to the Lord. Uh, now, to do that, we, we do need daily prayer time. I think that's important. Uh, do we really have a committed time for prayer? I talk about this many different times uh, in the show. And when I talk about daily prayer, I'm going to say it again. I mean more than just saying prayers. I mean more than just saying devotions like the Rosary, Divine Mercy Chaplet, more than just reading things like reading the Bible or reading a good spiritual book. All oh, that's great. It's wonderful. Should be a part of our spiritual lives. That's when we're just being very active. We're just doing something. We don't have time to hear the voice of the good shepherd. So I think it's important that we cultivate some time in our prayer life where we're just sitting quietly, sitting in his presence, enjoying being with him, express our longing for him, our love for him, but most of all listening, Lord, what do you want for me? Lord, what do you want for me this day? maybe he wants to speak a word of encouragement to me. And I'm too busy planning my day and, you know, my mind's racing about projects at work and I, I don't have time to really hear him in those words of encouragement. Or maybe, you know, I'm anxious about something and Jesus just wants to take that burden away from me, but I'm too busy being anxious. <laughs> I can't listen to him. Or that maybe that anxiety will lead me to go, go say something or do something that actually Jesus doesn't want me to do. It's going to make things worse. Uh, and And he wants to just let me hear him say ted it's in my hands you don't need to do anything it's okay don't act rashly here i've got this but if i'm too anxious i can't i can't hear his voice i need that time in prayer to listen every day cultivate that in your prayer time don't just say prayers don't just do reading don't just do devotions have a time for conversation where you talk to the lord about what you're you're reading and then take time to listen to listen to him. So we talked about creating a quiet space in our heart, you know, pulling back from noise, cultivating interior silence. We talk about the importance of daily prayer that we take time to sit in his presence and just listen. But the third thing I want to look at is how important it is to just express your desire for, for you to hear his voice. Jesus, I think, just loves that when we go to him and say, Jesus, I want to hear your voice more. I want to sense your, your presence more. I want to be aware of your presence more throughout the day. I want to be aware of, of maybe your voice speaking to me in the midst of whatever I'm doing. Tell him this. Tell him that you long to hear his voice. Tell him you long to follow him. Tell him you long to be led by him. You really want him to lead your life. He loves it when we, we say that. And we can tell him we're honest. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I know many times I've raced and I'm just anxious. And I worry about my things I need to get done. And I'm focused on all my my to-do list items. You know, And, and I know I do that, Lord, but I really don't want to. I want to be led by you, You're the shepherd. You're a good shepherd, such a good shepherd. Lead my life, Jesus. Help me to listen to you. Express that desire. Now, if you do this, though, here's a fourth point. He's going to test you on this. If you actually tell Jesus, the good shepherd, that you want to hear his voice and follow him, he's going to test you on it. Be ready. (laughs) In other words, he's going to ask you to do something you're not going to want to do. He will. <laughs> I just know that he's going to ask you to do something that's kind of hard, uh, that's going to stretch you, but it's going to be good for you. It really will be. And so while well, at first you, you you'll be a little nervous about it, or at first you're you you're too attached and so you don't want to give up something in deep down you do, because it's going to make you better. You're going to find deeper peace whenever you follow the voice of the good shepherd, when you really listen to him. You see, that's what Jesus says, that, that my sheep, Hear my voice, and they follow me. We want to be good sheep, following the good shepherd. And what do the good sheep do? They they hear his voice and they follow him. It's not enough just to hear the voice. You know, sometimes in parenting that happens. I don't know you parents out there. You know, my kids might hear my voice, but they don't always follow me. <laughs> you know, they sometimes you know hear my voice, and I ask them to do something, and they don't do it simply because. They don't want to. That, that stubbornness, it's disobedience. There's a discipline issue going on there. And sometimes we can be like that. We little children of God, just we hear God's voice and we just, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and and we're willful. And that that's really bad. That's not, that's not the, the heart of a disciple. A disciple wants to do the will of the Father, wants to follow the voice of the Good Shepherd. But I think many times, it's not so much we write out, just say, I don't want to serve you. I think sometimes we're just too distracted or too attached. It's kind of like sometimes my uh, my kids are playing a game or they're in the backyard, kicking the ball around with, with their friends, you know, or they're in the middle of playing Legos, you know, really intense on something. And I call them and I know they hear my voice, but they don't really hear it. <laughs> you know, they hear my voice. I know, I know they heard me but they're kind of like just so involved in their game or with their friends or with their little Lego city that they're building. And, and, and they're just too attached to what's going on. And so they, they hear my voice, but they just keep doing what they're doing. And I, I think we do that a lot with our father, with our heavenly father. We, we hear God's voice, but we're just too attached to what's, to what I want to do to my plans, to my dreams. I'm too focused on all that I have on my plate right now. These are the three things I need to get done today. This is the most important thing, whereas I'm not taking time to listen to the Father's voice, to Jesus's voice. The good shepherd may want me to to add a fourth item to the list or take off one of those three or make something else a priority, but I'm too focused on myself. I don't really hear the voice. I might sense it, but I'm not really listening. That's why last last two points here. We need to surrender. We need to surrender our plans, our to-do lists, (laughs) our dreams. We need to really surrender them to God. You know, just because I desire something doesn't mean it's good for me just because I desire something doesn't mean it's from God. Not every desire I have is from God. I know I have a lot of sinful desires. <laughs> I know I have a lot of desires that maybe they're not sinful, but they're not rooted in an interior life. They're not coming from God. It's just something I came up with. And that's bad. I don't want to follow those. You know, there's, there's kind of a popular therapeutic Christianity out there. Maybe you've heard, watched a YouTube video or someone's telling me, Oh, God wants you to fulfill your dreams and to follow, you know, your plans and, you know, he'll help you. And like, that, that's not, Jesus didn't say, pick up your dream and follow me. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. Now, don't get me wrong. It's great to have dreams, and we, but we bring those dreams before the Lord and we surrender them at the altar. And we say, Lord, this desire's there. I don't know if it's from you or if it's, it's just my own, if it's good or it's not good, whatever it is, I give it to you. And if it's what you want, I pray that you open the doors, pray that you you know confirm this, uh, but I, I'm willing to give this up, Lord. You know, God wants to heal our errant desires and, and get to the deepest desires on our hearts, which are for him and are found in our vocation. You know, that that's that's what God made me for. He made me to love him. And, and I, in my state, it's, it's marriage. And so it's loving Beth and then loving my children. Those are the number one things. And I have to surrender everything else that gets in the way. My friendship with God, my friendship with Beth, and my friendship with my kids. Those are the most important things. Jesus will often ask us to do hard things that will stretch us and and, and expand our hearts and, and help us to trust him more. Will we really hear the voice of the good shepherd and follow him? Or will we follow our own voices, our own hearts, our own plans? Let's really surrender to the Lord and seek his will and not our own. But how do I do that? Dr. Shree, that's hard. I don't want to give up. I and don't get me wrong, I, I'm with you. I'm very attached to many things as well. I get an idea in my head. This is what I want to do. This is what needs to happen. And you know, but I, I I've learned just over the years how important it is to just take that to the Lord, just kneel down before the blessed sacrament, say, God I, I really desire this, but I put this in your hands or or I put it in Mary's hands. I, 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 get, I pray in memorandum and I'll I'll tell Jesus, I'll tell Mary, you know, if I'm supposed to, if this isn't supposed to work out, change my heart, change my desires, help me to see. And, I, and I'll tell you, there's many times where that's happened, where I was very attached to something, uh, a certain vision I had for this, for my family or something at work or a project I'm working on. And, and. It didn't it started not to work out the way I was hoping I started to panic, but by surrendering it to the Lord and telling him, change my desires if, if, if that's not part of your plan. And I, I found myself experiencing deeper peace with something that at first I freaked out about, something I didn't want to give up or something I didn't want to have to do. And, and I experienced the voice of the Good Shepherd really leading me into f- great pastures, full of great life that at first I was really scared about. But because I surrendered it to Him and asked Him to change, to change my heart, if this new path was really what He wanted, and I experienced that change of heart, that's a good thing. If we really surrender, surrender whatever it is that we're we're dreaming about, thinking about, hoping for, give it to the Lord, and then pray that prayer. But Lord, if it's not what you want, change my heart, change those desires, so that I may de- I want to desire what you want, God. Now, last thing here, trust trust the good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's trustworthy. Jesus says this in John chapter 10, verse 14, I know my sheep. I know my sheep. You know, no one knows you better, not your parents, not your best friend, not your spouse. No one knows you better than Jesus. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows your fears. He knows your hopes. He knows what's best for you. And, and, and he goes on, and, and you know what else he did? He says in chapter 10, verse 15, he says, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He died for us. I mean, isn't that just right there enough for us to trust him? <laughs> and finally, John 10, 10, he says, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. That's the voice of the good shepherd. He wants us to have life. His dreams, his plans are so much bigger and better than anything we could come up with on our own. He's the good shepherd if we really seek his voice in our life, and we follow him, we're going to have life to the full. We're going to have it abundantly. That's what Jesus wants to give us. The the sad reality is whenever I try to save my life, I lose it. Whenever I try to cling on to this is what I need, and this is what I want, and this is my plan. Whenever I cling to my own will, to whatever I'm attached to, it's then that I, I never experience the wonderful abundant life he wants to give me. Uh, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to follow the good shepherd. We want to hear his voice and really follow him. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. I'm going to give a shout out to the Theology of the Body conference that's coming up here this weekend. If you haven't uh, heard about this, go check it out. The Theology of the Body Institute is putting on their amazing conference. I was blessed to participate in it last year. Go to Theology of the Body Institute, go look up Theology of the Body Conference this weekend, online virtual conference, not too late to sign up. I'm giving a keynote for that talk. In fact, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about uh, a new book I have coming out about virtue friendship. Marriage, family life, and how that's the background to theology of the body uh, and to all of our, whether it's dating relationships or engaged relationships or marriage and family life, we need virtue so that we can have the freedom to love. That's what I'm going to be talking about in my keynote. But there are so many wonderful Catholic speakers from, uh, from all over, and, and there's going to be participants in this conference. They had tens of thousands of people last year from all over the world participating. You don't want to miss out on this. Check out the Theology of the Body conference this weekend, and we'll put that in the show notes where you can sign up for that as well. Thanks so much for listening, my friends, and God bless.